0: Then you can get curious about, okay, what's my version? What's my version? What are my particular stories here? And then you can, when you can see your cycle, you can not be your cycle, and you can create something else. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. In the last episode, I shared my theory on the cycle of disengagement. Today, we're going to go over the unique ways disengagement manifests in our lives and how we can start creating a new, more productive dynamic to disrupt that cycle. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Everyone's got one version or another of that cycle. The variations are what they think about the man, whether it's even a man or not. You know, what they think work is. What, in what way does work suck? Right. Cause everybody's got the work sucks thing. But in what way does it suck? What does it mean that it sucks? How do you deal with the fact that it sucks? You know, that's where the variation is. And then the variations will be in what way do you disengage? Some people disengage by being sycophantic people pleasers and saying, yes, 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 of course, sure, absolutely, I'll do that. And then they don't do it other people question everything their boss says they never they don't do the opposite of people pleasing it's the same thing really you see just different flavors and then the then the boss will have variations of supervision micromanaging stepping away and complaining to their spouse when they get home you know never giving anything up different versions but the template is the same so if you can all see the universality of the template Then you can get curious about, okay, what's my version? What's my version? What are my particular stories here? And then you can, when you can see your cycle, you cannot be your cycle and you can create something else without making the cycle go away. Don't try to make the cycle go away. Uh, It's sort of like think of it in terms of buying a second car and you're just going to park that first one you had kind of over on the lawn. Just don't drive it as much. <laughs> but don't get rid of it. That's too much work. Something else, Sam? I was just going to ask you why, why to not get rid of it. It's a great question. It's sort of like, uh, have you ever heard people talk about in political activism, rather than being against something before something? It's the same principle. When you're against something, resistance persists. It, it has a tendency to, um, to hold things in place. And generally with something like this, when we're talking about internal psychodynamics like this, if you try to make them go away, they just double down. Um, so one metaphor for any kind of psychodynamic that you're wanting... I don't even want to say to change because it's like... To, you don't want to try to change... The the psychodynamic, you want to create something else. You want to have a different choice. So one metaphor is that I like to use is I'm in like a ten by twelve foot room, and if the if my issues are the furniture in the room, and I want to move, I so I'm, I'm moved to, to want to move the furniture of the room around. But what if the furniture is bolted to the floor? But I find this furniture. The furniture is in the way. I'm always bumping into it. This furniture is really the problem. Right. That's how I'm identifying the problem. I really got to move it, but it's bolted to the floor. I'll try to move it forever and I'll just create a lot of effort. Nothing will ever change. What I want is more space. Knock down the walls. Make the space bigger. That furniture is not going to be in the way if you have a room the size of an airplane hanger. Sort of what I talk about often with fear. See, the, the, we're so messed up about the... Conditioning around fear, everybody wants their fear to go away. But then, if you ask them what they think courage is, they'll say, Well, courage is being afraid and doing it anyway. Doing something that you're not afraid of is not courageous. That's just like normal, right? So, you see the contradiction? So, if you wait for fear to go away before you do something, it's not courageous. But you really want the fear to go away. But you also like the idea of being courageous, right? (laughs) Aren't we funny, right? That's a great metaphor, thank you. I, I I feel I feel like some part of me understands that, but I'm gonna have to think about that more. I've known about that one for like a year and I still work on it. It's because it's really because your defenses or the psychodynamic or whatever the habit is, it's more than happy for you to try to move its bolted down to the floorness. It loves that because while while you're doing that, it knows it's gonna win. It knows it's not going anywhere. And you get to feel, and it goes, oh, that's nice, Sam, Joseph, Jamie, whatever, whoever it is. That's nice. You just keep working on that. You just keep at it. You'll get it eventually. Meanwhile, nothing will ever have to change. Yay. You see? It knows. It knows. But you start to open up the walls and expand your perspective and go, hmm, I see your reality chair that's bolted to the floor. But what if I knock down that wall over there? It'll go, no. And then the real game begins. But many people will go decades trying to move that furniture around, gaining insight about it, understanding, yeah, everybody does it. Everybody does it. And I think in one way you have to, to to realize the futility of trying to actually move it. Because you have to get that in your bones. Wow, this thing's really not changing. Okay, what other options are open to me? You have to exhaust that. Uh, and in that—that's sort of like that whole time you're earning the power to then knock down those walls, uh, because you're no longer hooked by the things' invitation to. Oh no, go ahead, try to change me. Come on, this car could run great. Just give it a paint job, or you know, rotate the tires, or really, things could be great with this old car. Give me another Although shot. It is kind of amazing how much better your car runs when right after you get out of the car wash. <laughs> It doesn't seem possible, but somehow. <laughs> that's a killer metaphor. You just told me how deeply you get this metaphor. Yeah, that's it. That's the voice. It's like, oh no, things are great. You just kind of clean it once a week. You don't need to get a new car. It's totally fine with you doing that. And like I said, I think it's, it's understandable to um, and, and even necessary to try. Because there's something about... It's like being at the end of your ropeness. You know, there's a quality there that, that, that musters a focus and an effort in personal change that, um, that you just have to earn. There's no other way to do it. Or so it seems. All right, let's connect some dots then. So we can try to wrap all this up in a bow for the day. So the conditioning of the history of work has put into the collective unconscious a resentment of work itself. And we talked about how the idea of work being somehow good is actually only, you know, depending on how you measure it and by which culture, three to 500 years old. For the rest of civilization, work has been literally tantamount to torture in Latin, named after the Roman torture device, uh, tripolium, which was like a cross only with three sticks instead of two. That's where the word work and most Latin languages comes from. So we're conditioned to resent work. If we're conditioned to resent work, we automatically are going to resent the boss who's giving it to us, the teacher who's giving it to us, the parent who's giving it to us. And we're going to take in at the same time all of the precognitive conditionings around work before we can think clearly, we're going to be feeling what our parents feel about work. And what do they feel about work? Well, the vast majority of the time, they feel like they're working for the man too. Any of you remember being at the dinner table and hearing one or both of your parents complain about their boss? Remember that? Do you remember your earliest memories of like when your parents talked about work, what you pictured? I remember that. And then like you later found out and you're like, And I just had this like vague picture of like a, my father was at a desk with a computer. And that was about it. And there was real, real things spinning because he was a computer programmer back in the early, uh, late 60s. What he did, I don't know, just type stuff on a green screen. Then his boss would come in every once in a while and harass him, make him mad and leave. And it would make some copies, take phone messages, type more things. And like that was it. But the feeling of like, in terms of the content of, of the logistics of the job, there's almost no detail to it. But when I feel the feeling of it, of my memory of it, then it was, uh, like, like a water torture, like a slow, boring, like watching paint dry, always being kind of hungry Feel into that, like the way your parents related to work, what did it feel like for them? Forget what they did. What was their feeling experience? Because that's the thing that went into you first before you got that they were a cop, a school teacher, a you know, entrepreneur, before you got what they actually did for years, years, you know, almost a decade probably. It was just the feeling of their feeling related to work before you could even understand what they did, and that's in you. And when you do the the letter assignment that I invited you guys to do, that's the place where you can get a better picture of that. And it may take a number of passes to do that. So the resentment of work causes us to drag our feet. This is called disengagement. And it's part of the problem with disengagement is it's considered so normal that you can... You can get immediate handshakes from anyone about it. You ever been at the? Uh, you're checking out at the grocery store, and you overhear like one clerk say to another, or maybe they even say it to you. You know, they you do the perfunctory. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know that thing, and they're like, and they may say something about like how long a day it's been, and that they get off in 15 minutes. You hear them talking like that. And you ever have the thinking like, wow, I'm the customer and this person's just complaining about how much they hate their job in this moment. It's kind of like, that's not really enhancing my customer experience. right? At best, it's just kind of like, that's weird. At worst, it's like, oh, I'm sorry to be you know, a part of the bad part of your day you're trying to get out of as soon as possible. Because you know? that's so, who you are. What, what would you make out of somebody feeling solidarity with them out of (laughs) reason. I know know that's crazy. And that's why I'm asking is I'm not sure that that's normal, but that's, (laughs) that's what happens to me. Well, it's totally normal. I would say it's normal, but not the healthiest expression of a positive relationship to work. And I would say it's human to empathize, right? I mean, there's so many different things that can happen there. Sure, compassion, empathy, but then ask yourself about the appropriateness, right? You're not their friend, you're the customer, right? When they're having beers three hours later with their friends, they can bitch about work. But it's not, I mean, just think how would their boss feel if they knew in that moment they were complaining to a customer about wanting to stop working to their customer? You know, during the 30 seconds where they have time to talk to the customer the only 30 seconds they're going to fill 50% of that with the message i want to go home <laughs> you know that's if like from a business perspective that's an immense opportunity right the, the checkout cart you've got 60 seconds to talk to the customer and you can give whatever message you want what well, what should it be commiserate about how work sucks okay that's one option what kind of results does it produce? You know, Because we are in the realm of business here. And if we're in the realm of business, we've got to put competence first. Um, so even if it's completely authentic for you where you're having a day where you hate work, and it's completely authentic for them where they're having a day where they hate work, it's not competent to be talking about it in that moment, at least for them, because they're the one working. <laughs> that's how I would see it. Yeah, um, thank, thank you. That's, that's very clear. I yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. And it's an easy place to get sucked into it because you don't want to create a scene, you know, and and you can have fun because it happens often enough where you can have a little fun with that, you know. I mean, that probably happens to me five times a month. And sometimes they're like, oh, that's an interesting thing to say to a customer. And just like that, and just see what they do with that. (laughs) Usually they change the subject or just kind of freaked out for a second or. And other times I'll be like, oh, sounds like you've had a hard day and then see if they like, you know, pour pour onto it more. It sort of depends on what I feel like doing. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the Clear and Open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow,